listening to the podcast 82488. All you have to do, she says, smoothing the shirt out, is whatever they want you to do. It is the simplest task of all, actually. But I do not know what that means, I say. All it is, is make-believe, she says. It is not real. To them, it is real. But to you, it is nothing. That is how you have to think, as nothing. It is not you, and you are not it. You are still you outside of it. I do not understand, I say. And that was a selection from today's novel, Four Treasures of the Sky, by author Jenny Tingui-Shang. Page 8. Chapter 2. This is a story of a magical stone. It is a story told by me by my grandmother. It is also the story of how I got my name. In the story, the goddess Noah is attempting to repair the heavens. She melts rocks and molds it into 36,501 building blocks of stone, but only uses 36,500, leaving one stone block behind. This one stone block can move as it pleases. It can grow into the size of a temple or shrink into a garlic bulb. It has undergone the ministration of a goddess, after all. But having been left behind, it drifts from one day to the next, thinking itself unworthy and ashamed of its own disuse. One day, the stone comes across a Taoist priest and a Buddhist monk. They are so impressed with its magical powers that they decide to bring it along on their travels. Thus the stone enters the world of mortals. Much later, a boy is born with a piece of magical jade in his mouth. They say this boy is the reincarnation of the stone. What else? The boy falls in love with his younger cousin, Lin Dayu a sickly girl with a dead mother. But the boy's family rebukes their love, insisting that he marry a wealthier, healthier cousin named Su Baochai. On the boy's wedding day, the family disguises Su Baochai under layers of heavy veils. They lie to the boy, who believes that she is Lin Dayu. Page 24. Chapter four. My grandmother was right. I was good with my hands. This was the gift my mother had given me. When I woke in the morning, head cleared by the new fullness in my belly, I counted on my hands all the things I could do with them. I could fold dumplings and press petals into the tips of the bowsy, peel apple skin with a small knife, break the ends off green beans without losing too much of the flesh. These fingers would keep me alive. All I needed was for someone to take a chance on me. From shop to shop I ran, and always the gator walling of the shopkeepers followed me. Go away, no one wants you here. Do not come back again. I am good with my hands. I pleaded to the seventh or eighth, or was it the ninth shopkeeper? A place with hand-pulled noodles. I used to weave with my mother. My fingers will be good for the noodles. 
are very skinny and small. Even for an unchurned boy, the shopkeeper told me. Her eyes passing up and down my frame like a shadow. You know no one will take a hungry pup like you in. You need to learn to discipline before anyone can trust you. She was kinder than the others. She did not bring out a broom and threaten to flay me. This is the most I can do for you, she said, and she pointed at the door. Page 88. How do you know, I asked. I am afraid that if I use too many words or the wrong words, she will fly away. I had a feeling when she asked to see me, she says. I imagine her lying awake in bed after all the men have left the room, and it is just her, body pressed against the mat, still alive and remembering. How can a body survive? Swallow lowers the iron down onto his shirt. It sighs with satisfaction, steam rushing up from the table surface and clouding her hands. This will be your first one. I nod. I have never done this before, I say. Then I wish I had not spoken. My grandmother taught me that the truth of my past, of my real identity, is the only thing I have to protect myself. Every piece I give away chips at that protection. She lifts the iron again and sets it down next to the shirt. I watch her hands as they wield the iron, admiring their capability their smoothness. They remind me of my mother's. Are you afraid? She asks. Looking up at me, the bruises on her face, finally healing after the assault, had turned pink. They could almost be pretty in the daylight. Yes, I say. I do not know what to do. She peels the shirt off the table and inspects it for wrinkles. It looks perfect to me a sheet of pure white. Then she passes it over to the next table where some of the girls are folding, their gossip crackling over our conversation. Hand me another shirt, she says, pointing. I reach for one from the pile and spread it out on the table. All you have to do, she says, smoothing the shirt out, is whatever they want you to do. It is the simplest task of all, actually. But I do not know what that means, I say. All it is, is make-believe, she says. It is not real. To them it is real, but to you it is nothing. That is how you have to think, as nothing. It is not you, and you are not it. You are still you outside of it. I do not understand, I say. The end. Four Treasures of the Sky, Jenny Tingui Zhang. Throughout the flight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers 824, the word 80.